When I was a little girl, I believed in fairy tales. I wished my toys would come to life and that my stories could be real. Then through all the noise and confusion, I believed it was all an illusion. The world had faded black and white, nothing seemed to be right. But now I know that how it goes is that my dreams never die. As long as I keep the magic inside me alive, do you believe in magic? Stories are written, read, and disappear, probably hidden on some dusty bookshelf, often forgotten and never retold. This tale is different because it stays in the heart of all who hear it. The memory continues, eagerly waiting to be shared with the next generation. Take a peek, sit back, relax, open your mind, journey into the world of the gulp of waters and slurp it downs. You'll never be the same again. In the previous episode 8, Jo had a conversation with her mother about her wacky aunt, then goes to the shops on a grown-up mission. The old slurper insisted that Jo visit the creek creatures because they were unhappy. Together they caught yabbies for a very important visitor. Aunt Pepper arrived at Jo's house with the barefoot visitor called Waldo. They travelled downstream to the village in charity. Aunt Pepper looked at her niece and blushed. Eventually, the boat was safely docked and they all offloaded and headed into the village. It was so hot that Joe's feet were burning through her runners. The old slurper Downs welcomed them with an unusual gesture. He rubbed his nose onto Waldo's shoulder and slapped him on the back. Welcome home, Tundra Gulpa Waters. It's been years since you were home. Everybody, Tundra has returned. Let's celebrate with wine and food. Then he turned to Joe with his normal scowl. About time you turned up. Don't expect me to make a fuss of you. What was that all about? Wonder what's up his jumper. Nothing. You've been welcomed in a very grumpy, polite way. Looks like you're now accepted into the village. Well done, my girl. Everybody dashed about organising food, smiling and all together trying to please their visitor. Here we go again. Any excuse for a banquet. When will they ever get to business? We are here to talk about the creek. Can't keep up with these creatures. And why do they call Waldo Tundra? It's all a bit of a mystery. Fortunately for Waldo, or was that Tundra? Joe was not too sure what to call him now. The creatures had collected samples from the creek for him to test. Once the banquet was over, he went off to work. That left Aunt Pepper to talk to the rest of the village about how they would be able to clean the creek. Joe searched for Iki. She wasn't anywhere to be seen. 
After a while, Iki's mother came up to Joe and announced that Iki was sick. She was feeling unwell after playing down by the creek with her friends and had been given a special snot medicine, but unfortunately she had to be given a course and it would take a while to work. Joe decided that a visit would cheer Iki up and she knocked on her bedroom door. Go away and get lost. It's me, Iki, Joe. Just come to see if you need anything. Only to feel better. Slapper Downs hates being sick. Can I come in, please? I'm tired of standing in the hall. Getting a little Slapper Downs cranky, smelly girl, I think. Less of the smelly girl. I've told you before not to call me that. I have something important to ask you. So for goodness sake, let me in now. What's wrong with your fur? It's turned white. Got the collywobbles. You're sick to my stomach. What do you want to ask me that's so important? First of all, did you go swimming in the creek? Iki looked at Joe. She was not looking at all well. Tears welled up in her eyes and she grabbed a hanky from next to the bed. Yes, we all went skinny dipping in the water because it's been so hot. All our fur was sticky from the heat and dusty because we roll in the dirt for fun. After all, we are creatures, you know. Nothing like a roll every now and then. Oh gosh, that must mean the creek is also sick. This is a terrible thing and very dangerous. Is that all you wanted to ask me? No. Do you know a gulp of water's called tundra? Of course I do, smelly girl. He has been gone for a very long time. You should know him well, smelly girl. Stop with the smelly girl or I will leave. And why would I know who he is? Because he is Peppy's partner. You know, her gulp of water's husband, you silly girl. The old Slurpet Downs married them years before I was born. Joe slumped onto the end of Iki's bed. How could this be possible? The family always thought she had no time to get married. This had definitely caused confusion and rocked Joe's boat. She has always travelled the world alone, hasn't she? Nobody in our family has any idea that our kooky aunt is married. That's ridiculous to even imagine. She's just not the type. No wonder the village was in a spin. He really is a very important visitor. Iki was now truly cranky and started to jump up and down. Didn't you come to see me, or did you just want to insult the entire Gobblewaters in the village? Do you think Tundra is not good enough for your family? Joe was shocked by Iki's reaction and wondered how on earth she had come to that conclusion. What is wrong with you? Don't be silly. I think it's great. I'm just in shock. Looks like Aunt Pepper had a secret bigger than first thought. Maybe this was her secret of the cork upper Ripple Creek. Things had been turned upside down and Joe wondered how her mum would accept having a creature for a brother-in-law. No wonder she had noticed a connection between the two. It wasn't her imagination going wild after all. Joe tucked Iki into her bed. The little Slurpet Downs looked exhausted. Joe then knew that if Aunt Pepper didn't tell her soon that she was married, it would be extremely awkward. Joe knew then that she had to tread carefully. Maybe her first impression was wrong. She would have to rethink what she thought of Waldo. I'm always getting into trouble for saying the wrong thing. This is a disaster. Oh my goodness, I can also get into trouble for thinking the wrong thing. Now I can't win either way. 
It's a double disaster. Jo joined the others around the large eating table and noticed that her aunt looked a little sad. Are you okay, Aunt Pepper? Seems that you've become out of sorts since I was with Iki. It's okay, Joe. I'm just a little tired. And it's a shame the creek's so messed up. I worry that all the fish and turtles will suffer. They're all in danger because some human idiot set the bush on fire. I know that sometimes fire happens, it's kind of a part of life. But to set a light on purpose makes me wild. Also, I've not been totally honest with you and your mother. The problem is more complex than I can deal with. Do you mean that you're afraid to tell us that you were married to a gulp of waters? Oh gosh, how do you know? Who told you? Or did you work it out for yourself? Don't worry, I won't tell Mum. She would never be able to get her head around it. Your secret is safe with me. Iki told me when I became suspicious. You're so wise. And your intuition is spot on, just like me. Maybe you should have been my daughter. She looked much more relaxed. And that was good because there was lots of work to do during the next few months. Joe was relieved that at least one secret had come out. Now all she had to do was to get to know this strange new uncle. This isn't the secret you were going to tell me, is it? I mean, I thought it would be bigger than this. Don't you think it's a big secret? No, there's still an extraordinary, amazing big secret to be revealed. The Cork Upper Ripple Creek has something special about it. Be patient, and the time will come when we all feel you're ready. Great, when will that be? I'm promised day after day, and it never happens. Her aunt pretended that she did not hear the crotchety child. She smiled and was about to walk off when a familiar voice came towards them. Bum and Slurpit Downs! Damn, here comes trouble! The old Slurpit Downs came towards them and held Aunt Pepper's hand then turned to Joe and announced that it was once again time to travel her home. What about Charity? She needs to go home too. I'm not leaving without her. Aunt Pepper started laughing and calmed Joe by letting her know that the boat could be travelled too. It's been a huge day and all I want to do is look after my best friend. Even if she is just a boat, Grandfather asked me to keep an eye on her and I will not let him down. Goodness me, child. You're acting like a slurp at Downs. Calm down. That was the end of another day, and Joe's head was swimming with confusion. To think she had a gulp of water's uncle? What could happen next? Joe had often experienced weird dreams, but lately she couldn't work out what was real or fantasy. Her life had been turned upside down, and an innocent walk in the bush had opened up an astonishing adventure. She wondered what it would be like to have a peaceful, ordinary life. Joe tossed around in bed. She was drenched in sweat and her long hair stuck to the side of her cheeks. Every now and then her body jerked uncontrollably as if it were possessed. Her dreams were now turning into nightmares. Everything seemed to jumble together. The gulp of waters, slurp it downs, the townspeople and the environment. Her imagination was taking over filling her head with extraordinary confusion. Now she had to think about Waldo Pickering or Tundra. It was all getting too much. Joe awoke the next morning, one out after yet another disturbed night. She jumped up and dashed downstairs, missing a few steps as she went. Joe was anxious to see if her aunt was home and eager to disappear with her into the village. Unfortunately for Joe, 
when she reached the breakfast table, there was nobody there. Damn and blast it! Where is Aunt Pepper? If she isn't here, I can't go into the bush. Hi, sis. What are you going to do today? None of your business, Geoffrey. Aunt Pepper doesn't seem to be around. It's just typical. What's worrying you, Joe? Looks like you've lost your last dollar. Nothing. What's up her jumper, I wonder? Who knows? She's in a terrible mood. Seems it's got something to do with our kooky Aunt Pepper. Oh, I see. Aunt Pepper has gone out for the day. She has much more important things to do than babysit Joe. Remember, she still has that Waldo person to keep her company. They're busy with environmental stuff, I think. By the afternoon, Joe was about to explode. There was no Aunt Pepper, no Eeky, and no going into the bush for another adventure. She felt deserted and angry that she had to stay home all day. Now that she knew Aunt Pepper's husband had come back, she felt forgotten forever. Sitting at the bottom of her sulking tree, she started to pull apart some daisies that were growing in the lawn. The fact that Jo had experienced a bad night's sleep didn't help. She was grumpy and full of rage, much like her friends the Gulper Waters and Slurper Downs. She felt the worries of the world whirling around in her head. Jo was unaware that all she had to do was change the way she was thinking. She was creating a reality of doom and gloom. This most likely would attract gloom and doom to her. Furthermore, to make matters worse, nobody had caught the firebug. Looks like another fire season will go by without anybody capturing the culprit. Eventually she drifted into a deep sleep. Her energy was at an all-time low. While sleeping, Jo felt something tickling her nose. She flicked at it without opening her eyes. The tickle continued. Opening her eyes, she gazed with amazement when she found herself beside the cork up a ripple creek. Eki was sitting next to her with a piece of grass, tickling her nose. Eki, how did I get here? I'm not supposed to be in the bush by myself. Mum will throw a wobbly if she finds out I'm in the bush. Not in the bush by yourself. Eki with you. Come, Peppy sent me to get you. Peppy very busy right now. Come, hurry up, don't want to be late. Late for what, Eki? For a very, very important gulp waters and slurp it down's big lesson, silly. What lesson? You're not explaining yourself very well. Not explaining myself. Stop being a big human dilkpot and start yourself walking. That is the trouble with smelly girls. They ask too many questions. Smelly girls just don't understand. Never really listen for the answers. I'm talking about the mystery of Corkupper Ripple Creek, Joe. The thing you want to know about. Joe's heart started to race. Maybe today wasn't going to be a blasted waste of time after all. At last, she would be able to join her aunt and know all about the mystery of Cork Upper Ripple Creek. Hang on, Eki. You were sick when I saw you yesterday. Your mum said it would take a week for you to get well. Don't believe everything you are told. Got better quick. Told my body, snap out of it and it healed. Now come on, let's get a slap it downs going, smelly girl. Eki, I am not a smelly girl. And what do you mean you told your body to heal? Don't you know anything? You have to attract good stuff. If you always act miserable, you get miserable. 
If you're reasonably happy and content, you attract happy and content. But you are usually cranky and that's not too good, is it? I'm not cranky. It's you who say I am and I am not. Sometimes you confuse me, Iki. You say one thing today and something different the next. That's because at Slurpit Down School we have been learning about the law of attraction. Now I know we are all joined in the head with the universe. What on earth are you talking about? Joined in the head? Sometimes, Iki, I wonder about you. When we see your aunt, she will explain what I am talking about, okay? So get a big move on. Can't understand why you don't get it. Probably it's your human conditioning that stops you from the awareness. Pity, you should have been born a slurper downs. Mind you, it's good you're not the gobble waters. They are not as smart as us. Iki, that is not true and you shouldn't say stuff like that about people. We are all equal in the world. They are just as smart as you. The difference is that they don't get as cranky as you do. I'm not getting into it because I am a slurp it downs, not fighting, arguing type of person. Guess what, Joe? We are not people. We are creatures, so it doesn't count. You say what you want to say, and I will say what I think and know. And that is a slurp it downs fact. Anyway, do you want to hear a joke? My teacher told me a good one. Okay, I hope it's not too silly. I need to be cheered up. What is a ghost's most favourite type of all fruit? Gosh, that's a hard one. I haven't a clue. The answer is blueberry. Ha ha. I think Jeffrey would love that one. You know, I have a joke my grandfather told me about ghosts when I was small. It took years for me to work it out. Do you want me to tell you? Well, only if it takes a slurp it down minute. What did the dopey ghost do? Got no idea. Please tell. <laughs> Climbed over walls. I don't get it. Come on, we will be late. Smelly girls really have no idea on how to tell a good joke. Joe smiled. The joke was too hard for even Iki. It took years before it dawned on Joe that a ghost didn't need to climb walls. They could just pass right through them. Her grandfather never told her the answer, saying it would come to her one day. But what did Iki mean about attracting stuff. The village was wonderfully alive with busy slurpit downs and gulper waters. Nose picking was in full production. Pots were bubbling and boiling. The creatures were certainly focused on their cores. Unfortunately, the firebug was still at large and the bush was constantly being set alight. Animals were frightened and hurt, so the creatures had set up a bush hospital. Joe was astounded at how quickly they all healed after being treated with snot glue. Aunt Pepper was pleased to see her niece and handed her an apron. Waldo was dredging the creek and the creatures helped by picking up rubbish and looking for sick turtles. Aunt Pepper was happy to get another pair of hands to heal and help. Let's get stuck into it. Joe smiled and followed all the directions given to her. The day was full of hard work but also happiness, as all the animals healed, then either hopped, slithered, walked or flew back to their homes. Jo asked her aunt if she could explain what Iki had said about the law of attracting stuff to you. It seemed extraordinary that you could possibly change the outcome of things that surrounded you in life. Jo thought that most things just happened and that it was all out of her control. Aunt Pepper... Would it be okay if you told me about the law of attraction? 
Eki's impressed with all the lessons she's having at school. She thinks it's important that I learn all the ropes. Aunt Pepper smiled and sat herself down. She was tired from the day's work. It was about time Joe was taught about the spiritual aspects of life, and she was eager to teach Joe what she wanted to know. Okay, Joe, visualize or imagine yourself writing a fabulous essay. You love to write, and you also love it when people recognize how good you are. How do you feel when everything is going your way? You feel fantastic, don't you? Love who you are and what you do and recognise that doing this type of work makes you feel good. If you surround yourself with positive thoughts, the energy will attract positive results. You can even heal yourself of disease by focusing on the sickness and deciding it will not get the better of you. In fact, with your mind, you can heal your body. Icky is right. All you have to do is make affirmations and believe. What on earth are they? I mean, it all sounds a bit witchy and crazy, don't you think? Iggy thinks our brains connect us all. Personally, I think she's lost the plot. I must admit it's an interesting way of describing the law of attraction. I've never heard it put like that before. Trust Iggy to put it in such a simple slap it downs language. You should write all that she says down. It'd make for good reading. We're all made up of energy and our thoughts travel and entwine with each other. Be kind to yourself and good things will come your way. You'll attract happy results. In other words, you must make your own reality and take personal responsibility for what happens in your life. Once you've mastered this, everything will fall into place. Affirmations are the things you choose to say each day that will change the energy around you. Say them enough and magical results will surround you. Also, be careful of what you ask for. The universe can only go on what you say. Be confident in what you want to do and achieve in your life. It's all up to you. Don't blame others when things don't go your way. Be happy and attract good things to you. Be grumpy and grumpy things will happen around you. Thank goodness all the Slurpedown's children are having that lesson because they are the grumpiest on the planet. The most important lesson is to love yourself. If you can't love yourself, how can you expect others to love you? Yes, I am unique, and it's about time you accepted that I am also brilliant, pretty, and smart, and altogether a fantastic slapper downs. So, Joe, that is a slapper downs fact. Well, I think it's time we get back to work because everybody will be returning soon, and we still have heaps of cleaning up to do. Icky is not cleaning up any mess because I don't want to, so there. You have to clean up, Icky. We can't have all this mess about. Anyway, Just think about the lesson we just had. If you're a grumpy bum, then grumpy stuff will come and annoy you. Don't you want to feel good that you helped out? Everybody will think you're a good slurp-it-downs and a hard worker. Do you think so, Joe? That would mean I can maybe have a second piece of cake tonight after dinner? Everybody would say I could because I am brilliant. Good idea. Let's clean it all up as quick as we can. Don't want people to see me not working, so hurry up, you smelly girl. Aunt Pepper shook her head. Iggy was so funny and good at turning every situation into a positive, especially when it would benefit the little slurp at Downs. That's positive thinking for you. With that, they all started cleaning up the bush hospital, with Iggy quietly dreaming of the second huge piece of cake she might get. (laughs) 
You have just been listening to the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek audio tales, based on the children's books of the same title by Australian author Susan Pease. To find out more about these stories or to purchase hard copies, please visit susanpease.com. S-U-S-A-N P-E-A-S-E.com. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you do not miss out on the next exciting instalment of the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek.